This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Um, I, I'm going to stick with the uh, what happened yesterday at Mar-a-Lago uh, in the indictment here because I, I didn't get a chance to get to audio from the president, by the way, and uh, and what he had to say was good, and then uh, some other things. Uh, this is um, something that is being uh, floated, and that is uh, Republican prosecutors going after Democrats, uh, like Hillary Clinton for the Clinton Foundation, like uh, Joe Biden's family, and I would encourage that. Hell yeah. If they're going to, if the Democrat Party is literally, and right now on on four fronts, they are creating crimes uh, from nothing. And so, as far as I'm concerned, what do we have to lose? The the, uh, DOJ, the legal system in this country is is corrupt at the top. It it appears to be uh, trickling down dramatically. So uh, while uh, Republicans are in charge of the House, while there are so many Republican prosecutors and uh, attorneys general, uh, unleash hell, unleash hell on uh, Democrats. Unleash hell. And you don't need to make up charges. You don't even need to twist the law like Alvin Bragg has to make nothing out of uh, something out of nothing. You don't have to. There are legitimate uh, uh, there are legitimate investigations that can move forward. That can move forward at this point. So as far as I'm concerned, again, unleash hell. Uh, as far as the city of Chicago, they just uh, elected, they just doubled down on failure. They, they elected a radical mayor who is completely cool with defunding the police. Uh, we know now that the Miracle Mile, I, I've heard at least 25% of it is vacant now because people know that you can't do business in Chicago because people have been, uh, they've been allowed to commit crime. They have been uh, Uh, told that you could shoplift as much as you want and you won't get caught. And so, you know, there you go. Chicago has made its bed. uh, And now Chicago will reap what it sows. And if you choose to live or move to Chicago, then you should know what you get. The same goes with San Francisco. Godspeed. I wish you the very best. Uh, But I would never choose to live there. And eventually, good and common decency and common sense will win. And we're already seeing that with an exodus from, I don't know, cities like Chicago and cities like uh, or in states like uh, Illinois and states like New York and states like California. And I believe it was uh, Sean Hannity who said that one of the fears that he has about cities like Chicago uh, voting in radical leftists is that by the time everybody leaves, then those people, those radical leftists will remain ingrained in power more than ever before because all the people who don't want to put up with it will leave so that's fine and like i said uh you know godspeed uh if you want to live in chicago go for it you know if, if you if you feel like you, you if you i mean sir if you think that uh you, you if you want to move to chicago or baltimore 
uh, because you're really pleased with their left Democrat mayors, uh, then I, of course, would encourage you to enroll your children in, in public schools in Baltimore and Chicago. If you're really that down with it, uh, I would encourage you not to go the private school route. Put them in public schools that are failing. Yeah, you'll see how long that lasts, and you'll be streaming out of there uh, before uh, before long. Uh, Jim Comer is a congressman. He's investigating uh, Joe Biden's uh, illegality, uh, his family getting millions of dollars from uh, Russia and China and uh, and uh, Ukraine, and uh, it's all coming out, and the FBI has done its level best to hide Hunter Biden's laptop. This is all coming out. we got bank records now. This indictment of Donald Trump is meant to be a distraction. Uh, but that's cool because it's going to be in the background until December. And, uh, and we can focus on things like the Biden family. But here is uh, Jim Comer talking about how uh, Republicans should play the Democrat game. He's overstepped. And I'll tell you one of the things that I don't think has been picked up a lot that, that's going to be a problem. And I had two calls yesterday, one from a county attorney in Kentucky and one from a county attorney in Tennessee. They they were Republican, obviously, that both states are heavily Republican. They want to know if there are ways they can go after the Bidens now. And they've opened up yep. a can of worms. They've set precedents now that we can't go back on. Okay, so, again, uh, now the judge in the case in uh, New York has the choice of remaining uh, popular in the cocktail crowd or continuing to uh, make the Trump movement grow. And, and also, I'll just go ahead and say, and uh, paint targets on Democrats uh, in the same fashion that Alvin Bragg has done to Donald Trump. So there, there you go, a little more ammo. This is Rhonda McDaniel. She's the head of the RNC, even though 85% of Republican voters didn't want her to continue to be the head of the RNC. And here she is with a very weak and tepid response to what's happened in New York yesterday. Yeah, I think the Democrats aren't, aren't, aren't going to punish you if you're a Republican. And we're seeing this with these DAs, these Soros-backed DAs, these woke DAs. Instead of doing the job they were elected to do keep keep crime off the street keep their city safe they're saying how do we use our position and our power to leverage against republicans and it's donald trump but it's also like i said average republicans hard-working republicans and why do they want to do that because they want to dissuade republicans from getting involved yep. or putting their name out there it's just like cancel culture but it's being used in a legal way and i think it's really frightening and it needs to be denounced now yesterday we saw nikki haley go to the southern border and he, she didn't even say donald trump's name whether you support Donald Trump or not, he was the last Republican president. And they're exercising the same tactics the Democrats do by not saying his name. If a candidate or a uh, the head of the RNC can't say a president's name who's a Republican, you, you, you can't support them. Uh, she said on social media, we're learning that the greatest crime in Biden's America is to be a Republican. OK, uh, whether you are a parent of a PTA at a PTA meeting, a pro-life American or a former president of the United States, Democrats are going to come after you any way they can. She is not saying Trump's name on social media. So I would encourage you to not give a damned dime to the RNC, the RNC. And I told you this a couple weeks ago, the RNC will do their level best to get a uh, uh, Romney-esque, a Bush-esque candidate to run democrats will be down with that 
because they see that there will be no pushback and that their power can remain unbridled and the corruption in Washington, D.C. will remain unabated and and the rich in Washington, D.C. will continue to get richer and you and I will continue to suffer. All right. So I told you, if the RNC gives a single inkling to putting the elbow on the scale for a candidate who uh, leans towards uh, the RNC establishment, that uh, I think Trump voters will start their own party or not vote. It's kind of like telling uh, Republican uh, AGs, go after Democrats. It's kind of like, what do we have to lose? The DOJ is already corrupt. The FBI is corrupt. We know that these uh, Democrat AGs and DAs are corrupt. They've elected with George Soros money. So what do we have to lose? What do we have to lose, right? Let's go to some audio from uh, Donald Trump last night. Uh, I'll start with his introduction. Uh, what I saw last night was, uh, I think, uh, quiet-tempered rage. Um, I thought it was a very measured speech. I thought it was pretty ballsy for him to go after uh, Alvin Bragg and the judge, went after the judge and his political connections, even though the judge says uh, that he would put a uh, gag order on Donald Trump. And if that happens, uh, then all bets are off. Uh, Here is the introduction of Donald Trump's speech last night at Mar-a-Lago. God bless you all. God bless you all. And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. From the beginning, the Democrats spied on my campaign. Remember that? They attacked me with an onslaught of fraudulent investigations. Russia, Russia, Russia. Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the illegal and unconstitutional raid on Mar-a-Lago right here. Yeah, and you know, there are a lot of Democrats saying that, oh yeah, they just, they want Donald Trump to be elected because he's the most, uh, or or the candidate because he's the most defeatable. Why all this then? Why the speech in front of Independence Hall? Why the last seven years? Because, and this is just as, I'm going to distill this into the most pure way possible. The swamp is real. It has been exposed to all of this, all of us. People moved to Washington, D.C. to spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. And they use our tax money to pay off their friends and enrich themselves. That's what's going on. Trump is the opposite of that. Trump is the only solution to that. That's why they're going after him like this. This and that. It's this and that. Yeah, this and that. Here's a little bit more from uh, Donald Trump. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly 100% true. And you know what I mentioned? I said, you know, if you want to move to Chicago, they've just elected a radical socialist anti-police after Chicago has reached the pinnacles of death, destruction, and crime. The dumbasses in Chicago, Democrats, voted somebody in who's going to double down on it.
And not only that, they're going to destroy the lives of children by doubling down on a tool of the Democrat teachers' unions. So if you choose to live there, great. For instance, uh, uh, there was a guy, uh, Bob Lee. Bob Lee decided that he would uh, live in San Francisco. And uh, San Francisco, uh, you know, is uh, is going to hell in a handbasket. And so he's the uh, chief product officer for Mobile Coin. And uh, he was just murdered. He was just stabbed to death. Uh, 2.35 a.m. Uh, yesterday, uh, he was walking down the street, and uh, somebody murdered him. So uh, there you go. Uh, crappy schools, uh, homeless people living on the sidewalk, uh, high taxes. Move. Please move to Chicago. Move to, uh, to San Francisco. And uh, look at what it's going to get you. Is everybody who moves Chicago, San Francisco, going to get murdered? No, no. But generally, if you see things like, I don't know, uh, carjacking's up 270%, you might want to reconsider moving to a city. And it's, you know, one of those things. That's one of the things that I look at. I don't look at places like, oh, let's see, where can I go for the highest taxes, most regulation, least economic freedom, and a good chance of being robbed, murdered, or carjacked? I don't go, okay, number one, I'm moving to Chicago. Let's go to Don in Salinas, California. Don, welcome to the show. What's on, uh, what's on your mind? Oh, Don is gone. Don from Salinas is gone. Don't worry. He uh, lives in Salinas, California. He's still alive. He hasn't been murdered. Uh, he just uh, dropped off the phone. So uh, a little bit more from uh, Donald Trump coming up. And then also, um, boy, did you notice that Carrie Lake had a pretty high profile last night? Did, any, did anybody else notice that? That Carrie Lake had a pretty fi- high profile, and, and Carrie Lake's going to hold a bunch of events in Iowa in the next couple of weeks. Huh. Huh. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's The Rob Carson Show. Just got a note from uh, James. James says, of Chicago, despite love and devotion, not everyone can be reached through reason. There is always the guy who must be allowed to pee on the electric fence first. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. If you choose to live in Chicago, go right ahead, man. I don't care. And this is why I'm such a big uh, believer now in the Convention of States is because uh, we need clearly, I mean, I think most of us agree, if you're any uh, modicum of common sense, the federal government is uh, uh, over, overly powerful and it's uh, overly uh, spending our money. And it's driving us into the pits of hell. Okay, I think 72% of us say the country's going in the wrong direction. So Convention of States uh, goes, uh, meets, uh, takes away uh, a lot of the power and influence that has grown in the uh, federal government like a cancerous tumor. And uh, and it uh, defunds and it cuts and it restricts the powers of the federal government, anything particularly that is redundant in state law, like the EPA or the DEA. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye, useless bureaucrats. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Hasta la vista. All of that. And then returns power to the states. So... If you choose to elect a radical socialist as the governor of your state, California, or the mayor of your city, Chicago, uh, move there. Move there. Nobody's stopping you. But don't bitch at me when things go to hell. And, uh, and chances are, in fact, I know if that model does happen, and I hope it does. I hope we get a convention of states. I really do. Uh, but I guarantee that in states that are way, way left... After the federal government is put in its place, there will be streaming across the border from those Democrat states. How do I know this? 
Well, California just lost a half a million residents in the last two years. There you go. By the way, check this out. After the indictment, the big media spin is all against President Trump, although people like John Bolton, who looks like a cartoon sheepdog, uh, says it's a joke. Newsmax has a poll. We're asking Americans if the Trump indictment is for real crime or just politics. I texted last night, by the way. And what you can do is just text the word event, event to 39747. That's event to 39747. Takes just a minute. And then uh, you can tune into Newsmax with great hosts like Rob Schmidt and Greta Van Susteren and Eric Bowling and uh, yours truly. Thank you very much. Although I do a comedy show, a political comedy show. Of course, Newsmax is on all major cable systems, streaming TV. I can't wait to see the ratings for last night. The, uh, the Mar-a-Lago. And the coverage, by the way. It was so good to see Jen Pellegrino and Sebastian Gorka anchoring the coverage. Ka-boom! It was spectacular. So again, just uh, text the word event to 39747. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre. This is a historical uh, event in our nation's history. No president has been seriously uh, indicted and or uh, arrested after leaving office, except for Ulysses S. Grant, because his horse was going too fast. I know that. I know it, it, it's real. So this is massively, massively historical. Here's another thing. Joe Biden could easily... Pardon Donald Trump right now and end this. He could easily say, I'm going to pardon Donald Trump. And he could end this. I would encourage him not to. Because every moment that this charade is carried on, the more powerful the MAGA movement becomes. So there you go. But here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, and she says that the president of the United States, he found out about the indictment and everything when everybody else did. And maybe he was watching The View. Uh, when we first learned uh, about, uh, about, the, um, about the indictment, yeah, yeah. Uh, the president was know. not given a heads up. Uh, he was uh, briefed by his chief of staff, yeah, and sure. he learned about this just like all of you uh, through the reporting. Yeah, uh, yeah. You were just so full of crap that your uh, blue eyes are now brown. Yeah, yeah. Don't it make my blue eyes brown? And and it makes me doubt that because I don't know this. I wish like you had a, sec- a, a third term. Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was... Uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, I, I'd be fine with that. Do you suppose that uh, Joe Biden uh, didn't find out about it uh, through the media, but uh, uh, just listens to what Barack Obama is saying? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Here's, uh, oh, this is Corinne Jean-Bierre saying that Joe Biden doesn't have time for this giant, massive, historical uh, event. Uh, he's too busy working for the American people, getting out of bed at 10 in the morning and putting a lid on his schedule at 2. I did want to ask about uh, the Donald Trump uh, arraignment. I know you're not going to comment about the legal proceedings. You've said that many times, but can you give us any sense of how President Biden is taking all of this in just as a moment in American history? Obviously, he's a consumer of news. Has he been uh, watching, reading uh, the developments that are unfolding right now? So first, I have to say this. this it's an ongoing uh, case, so we're just not going to comment on the case uh, specifically itself. Look, the president's going to focus on the American people like he does every day he is not 
East Palestine, anybody? Uh, this is not something that is a, a focus for him. Uh, he is going oh, to focus crap. on things like making sure that the that oh. we, uh, lower continue to lower prices for the American people. Oh dear God! Uh, of course. When are you going to start? Out on many of uh, of the networks here uh, on a day. Oh dear God! We're not stupid. We are not stupid. 16,000 volunteers, $10 million. Let's multiply that by 10. Mike Howell, director of Heritage Oversight Project, joins us to talk about this and much more coming up next on The Rob Carson Show. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's The Rob Carson Show. We got a special guest going to be joining us in a second, Mike Powell, the director of the Heritage Oversight Project. But first, uh, this is Eric Trump yesterday talking about the stupidity of the uh, appearance, the demanded appearance of Donald Trump yesterday in Manhattan, completely unnecessary, purely a photo op. I have to say, I've spent every minute of the last 36 hours with my father, and I have never seen a stronger, more determined person in my life. My father's got more backbone than anybody I've ever met. He's, he's an absolute rock. And, and it really dawned on me when we flew into LaGuardia Airport on his plane, we hopped in the motorcade, every single intersection was closed, the FDR was closed, there was an army around Trump Tower, there's an army around the courthouse, there was barricades all over New York. Literally, Alvin Bragg caused 38,000 NYPD officers to be distracted from their jobs. Over $200 million are estimating that trip was for what? For a $130,000 payment? It's insane. How many people in New York died because the entire NYPD wasn't doing their job because they were dealing with Alvin Bragg's political charade? That's a good, uh, it's a good, really good point, actually. Mike Howell, again, director of the Heritage Oversight Project, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you today, my friend? Hey, living in Candyland here in the Republic of America, this banana republic, which seems like just sending into you. But otherwise, everything's cheery. Now, where, where do you live? What city do you live in, by the way? Well, I'm in Bethesda, Maryland, uh, oh. but, you know, right outside the heart of D.C. But I'm talking about, you know, just the rotting decay that seems to have descended on this country so rapidly all of a sudden. When we're talking about this Trump indictment, yeah. uh, it's, you know, all going downhill, but excited to chat with you about it. Well, you know, Mike, uh, I used to live in Maryland. I lived in Maryland for a dozen years, and I uh, I loved it uh, when I was there. I'm glad that I moved out when Larry H- Hogan took over, because uh, he is a rhino who will never be the president ever, 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 ever. And uh, we've seen uh, an ushered in a new era of insanity in the America uh, in the Maryland General Asylum. Uh, we've seen uh, uh, Baltimore descend into the pits of hell, uh, crime wise and school wise. Uh, why in the hell are you still there? <laughs> That's a good question. It's a shorter drive to work, and there's a lot of chance of getting stabbed in Bethesda, Maryland, than there is in Washington, D.C., but it's still a little too high for me. Yeah, I used to live in Germantown. I lived in Germantown, and uh, and I liked it. But I, I moved out, and uh, and I found that even though uh, they said that Maryland schools were the best in the country, I found that my fifth-grade girl was reading and doing math in second-grade level when she moved out of the state. So, uh, end of argument. Uh, that said, Mike, let me ask you, what, what do you think of the last uh, 24 hours, the appearance of uh, Donald Trump in court, the speech last night, and the reaction from uh, the media, uh, both conservative and uh, and uh, left-leaning right i i see all bad this is just terrible what the you know manhattan da has done is unconscionable it's essentially he's taking a federal charge that no one to pros- wanted to prosecute because there's no 
dared there, and he's doing what I call transgendering the law by turning into a made-up skate <laughs> charge. I mean, it is just completely bogus. It shows that, you know, our legal systems and institutions are really only as good as the, you know, people who occupy it. And when you have billionaire financiers like George Soros taking over the system, whether it's in Wisconsin with the Supreme Court last night or the Manhattan DA, uh, you can see how his project is to send this country into utter chaos. I mean, this is a sad moment for everyone across the board. I even feel bad for some on the left who have to, with a straight face, go on TV and defend this nonsense. But the one bright spot, I thought that President Trump gave a uh, tremendous and unifying speech last night. Uh, making America great is not against the law, and they're not going to convince large parts of the country that it is, because that's essentially what they're trying to criminalize right now, and it's outrageous. I had uh, thought of this last night, and I opened my show with this thought today. Uh, the greatest movements for freedom and good in the world were started uh, and won when corrupt people in positions of power used that power to shut down the movement, like with Nelson Mandela, uh, Gandhi, uh, Lekwalenza, Václav Havel, MLK, and for those who say, you can't make that comparison, well, there are about 80 million people supporting Donald Trump. So I would call that a pretty massive earthquake of humanity that has historical significance. And then also I had this thought, uh, only in America would a leftist Soros-funded DA claim a candidate for president is guilty of election interference as a way to interfere in his election. Uh, your thoughts on either of those, Mike? Yeah, I think it's, you know, you, those are all great points. Uh, it is just, my, my reaction is, if we're going to descend into this third world chaos, can we at least have the charismatic strongmen that you see, whether it's in like, you know, the like in Cuba or in Africa? This is just <laughs> a degenerate ruling class. Like, I have to look at Joe Biden as yeah. the one who's chairing this country down. Like, at least make yeah. this, you know, terrible movie a little more entertaining. But, yeah, you, you nailed it with the election interference point. That's what it all comes down to. We haven't had a free and fair election in this country for many cycles. Given the state of you know, the mail-in ballots and the mass ballot harvesting, uh, FBI interference, big tech interference, it's hard to imagine we're going to have a fair one in 2024. And so we need to start really shifting how we think and what we're actually going to do about it. I mean, what I like to say is we're living in you know, the peak of American corruption right now. And the American people need to stop just living from scandal to scandal and viewing them in their nice little cordoned-off boxes. No, I think we need to start coming to terms that the system itself lacks legitimacy. And what the system needs from us is our compliance and our acknowledgement of their legitimacy. And we need to stop giving it to them. We need governors to step up in such a big way. Yeah. Basically tell the federal government to get out and, and we don't recognize your power in these areas. We need to start doing things that are really, really pushing the balance. Um, and I'm not seeing that action right now from anyone. Yeah. And I think the base is going to demand it pretty, pretty soon. You hear the cries for Republican DAs to start doing things. I think those, those cries are going to heat up, and the current ruling class on the right uh, might very well need to be replaced if they don't you know, start defending the people of this country. Oh, I completely agree, and I, I'll also posit this, that uh, uh, both um, uh, uh, Nikki Haley and Ronna McDaniel have been reticent to, or have even avoided saying, the name Trump, which says everything you need to about the RNC and the Romney wing of the, Dem of the Republican Party. Uh, that wing is over. Uh, we're not going back to that style of Republicanism. That is over. Let me, uh, let me 
ask you this because you said that, that the Republican DAs need to uh, need to uh, pick up. I will, I will also venture to say that uh, while Mitch McConnell uh, pushed the Inflation Reduction Act over the finish line and allowed a lot of these agencies continued funding uh, through a uh, ten months, in, I believe, until October this year, that uh, the the uh, Republicans absolutely have, and you can say defund the police all you want, they have to slash the budgets of all major government agencies who've been involved in the Stanford Virality Project, the uh, uh, the uh, investigation of, um, of uh, uh, CRT parents, and also the over-persecution of the January the 6th protesters. I think that the FBI's budget needs to be cut. I think that the plans for their new headquarters in uh, Virginia need to be eliminated and stopped. Uh, what do you think about that? Oh, all, all of the above. The headquarters thing is such a slap in the face. And you nailed it when you're starting to talk about Senator McConnell and others in the Senate. At December last year, 18 Republicans voted to fund this administration and a new FBI headquarters, and they funded this administration through September. That's why we can't have these funding fights right now is because they sold out the base and they got ahead of the incoming you know, Republican House. They virtually left them without the power of the purse for half of their, you know, Congress. It neutered them. Yeah. And they they need caps them on purpose. It was a uniparty swamp deal. Uh, It's because the donors, and you talked about the disconnect between leadership and the base, it's the donor class who fundamentally disagrees with and resents the base. That doesn't happen on the left. The left donor class, or George Soros of the world, are just as radical as their base. We, We have the opposite on the right. We have the people who, you know, with the big pockets, who, you know, deeply resent uh, the Make America Great Again movement, who just wanted to go away. And so we need to, you know, fix that problem. Whether it's, I don't know how you get around it with, you know, the, the donors and the big checks, but it's very clear they are not representative of the people in this country. As it comes to shutting down agencies, you're absolutely right. Now, the argument is going to be, oh, we can't do that. Think of all of these ancillary consequences. Well, the way I look at it, it's like an amputation, you know? No one goes in to get their leg amputated and says, oh, this is going to be such a great day. They do it because it'll stop a lot of future you know, problems and disease from spreading and infection. That's where we're at now. We need to sever some of the limbs of this government. No, it's not going to be you know, a jolly and fun experience, but rebuild it new. And that means short-term pain. That means we're going to have to deal with some of the consequences of shutting down things. But, you know, it's better than the alternative. And the alternative is this country is not a free and fair place anymore. No, no. Same that way. It's guaranteed debt. Hey, listen, if the uh, Keystone or no, the Keystone XL pipeline people can get retrained, uh, then every damn government bureaucrat who's not doing their jobs or is working to take away freedoms and uh, persecute uh, freedom-loving Americans, uh, they can get retrained in something else. But honestly, uh, I've, I've been noticing this for uh, many years of my life. I noticed that even in times of the worst chaos, tumult, and uh, economic downturn in our country, the American people always suffer, but government never does they'll have a, a, a government shutdown everybody gets a vacation they get paid for doing nothing uh, but that's the modus that's how things have been going and I think that you've got a couple of things going on here the judge in this case can uh, dismiss this case uh, and remain popular in, or, or, and and ruin his uh, uh, pop, uh, popularity in the cocktail party set in Manhattan which he will do this will estrange this judge this will wreck this judge as much as it would, you know, me saying that I'm a uh, Trump supporter with my liberal friends in Maryland who no longer talk to me. Uh, so the judge can can do that. 
uh, or he can stick to his guns, remain very popular, and watch the MAGA movement grow to uh, lengths that we'd only dreamed of. $10 million in 72 hours to Donald Trump's re-election campaign and 16,000 campaign volunteers, Mike. What do you think the wise decision would be for Democrats at this point? Yeah, I don't know what the wise decision for Democrats would be, or they're even capable of making one. But your point on the government getting fat, yes. holy smokes, look at Nancy Pelosi. The fact that she was able to skyrocket her wealth to tens of folds, or the you know, Bidens of, of, of the world. But uh, it is just corruption to its core. That's why I say it's peak American corruption. The, the people at power are the ones who are immune from the consequences of the decline of this country. And I think we need to start looking at serious ethics reform. Uh, in the nation's capital. We cannot have our politicians getting rich hand over fist while everyone else suffers and then protecting themselves from any sort of legitimate, you know, challenge by changing the voting rules and the districting and all other sorts of things. It's a system designed for the benefit of the elite, and they've left the common, you know, American working class, you know, behind. And there needs to be an opportunity for us in the, you know, rebirth of this country. And so we make these kinds of decisions. We need to start have them be focused and centered in it all. And you absolutely the Keystone Pipeline, retraining workers. That's what we got to be starting with. Is we have Americans who are willing and ready to work. Unfortunately, we've you know made this this system and economy only work towards the benefits of illegal aliens and, and rich financiers and corporate interests. We need to start from the middle out. You know, this is the left understands is, is you know a rhetorically powerful message. That's why Biden says it all the time. The problem is they do the opposite. So. Uh, I think we actually have to be what you know we say we're about, and that needs to be the basic agenda of the next few years. All right, my friend. Uh, one other question. Um, uh, Carrie Lake played a, a pretty big role last night. She's going to Iowa to hold events. Uh, Iowa's my home state, by the way, uh, with, uh, with uh, actor Kevin Sarbo. Do you suppose... Uh, I think the obvious answer is uh, that she is being considered as a VP. What do you uh, What do you think? I think she's a tremendous talent, and the vision that she put out there in Arizona was one that the people really wanted. I think there's a lot of questions as to you know how that election worked out. I think the fact that those ballot machines went down, you know, on the day of election when her, her big vote was still out, yeah. tells you all you need to know. Uh, she has a tremendous energy. She is terrific on the stump. I do not think Carrie Lake is going anywhere. I look forward to her being a continued leader in the conservative movement. All right, Mike, I appreciate your time today, man. The director of the Heritage Oversight Project. Where can people find you, my friend, on social media? So check us out at, at Oversight PR. We just launched a Twitter account a couple of weeks ago. We're dropping docs, findings, bombshells left and right. Let's go. Oversight PR, uh, at Oversight PR on Twitter. All right, brother, thank you, and we'll have you on again soon. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. All right, let's take a break. It's a Rob Carson show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson show. Now we're going to move off the uh, Trump stuff here because we have till December 4th until the uh, the next court date uh, in that time. Uh, the, much is going to happen, and um, I would uh, assume that uh, you know the Democrat Party will keep uh, moving down this road, and it will continue to inflame the base of Donald Trump and make MAGA an even bigger movement than it ever has been. So I encourage it. I encourage it. By the way, I had mentioned earlier uh, the possibility of a pardon from uh, Joe Biden, because you know this is historical, and, and uh, clearly to even Democrats, it's uh, an abuse of power, and Joe Biden certainly would think that he is 
a powerful candidate for president because he got 81 million votes during the last election, even with the help of Mark Zuckerberg and the FBI. I'm sure he could carry his own. So you would think that he would be up for uh, a real competition where the Democrats wouldn't have to cheat and steal like they always do. Uh, But that's not going to happen, you see. Uh, And there's a a piece in the Wall Street Journal today, the Bible for some people that I know. Uh, It says, this is from Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, the president can pardon Trump. There's ample case law suggesting a state can't penalize a defendant for a forgiven federal crime. So if uh, if Joe Biden wanted to uh, not feed the fire that has been started under Trump voters, although it never went out, we are, after all, the fiery coal bunkers in the SS Titanic. That was one of the first analogies I made about Joe Biden when he was the president, is that the SS Titanic has set sail and the coal bunkers are on fire just like they were on the Titanic. You, you, You probably didn't know that. There are pictures that show the hull buckling and weakening. And so we're in the belly of the Titanic, the Titanic, but our fire's not going out. And this ship is going to sink. It, it, it's going to sink. And then another thing we get to work on is, is James Comer and his investigation of uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and all these bank records. Now that we have another court date months and months away, <laughs> we can focus all our, our attention on that and on Republican AGs and DAs going after Democrats in the same fashion and giving money to the Trump campaign and volunteering. $10 million in 72 hours and 16,000 volunteers do not give money to Ronna McDaniel's RNC and do not give money to Lindsey Graham. He was on last night on Fox uh, uh, begging for money. 70% will go to elect Trump and 30% will vote for, go for candidates who for Senate. Uh, you know, I don't even care. Uh, Lindsey Graham, you're a, you're a wolf in sheep's clothing. This is interesting. Um, Carrie Lake was at the speech last night. She actually spoke in front of the crowd. Now, uh, whether or not the election in Arizona will be overturned, I uh, suppose would be uh, contingent on whether or not Donald Trump says, oh, you're going to be my vice presidential candidate. And wouldn't it be amazing that a candidate who ran for office the first time would become the vice president like Donald Trump did to become the president. And Donald Trump uh, became a great president and uh, political uh, acts by the DOJ and the departments of government in collusion with the mainstream media and big social media and Mark Zuckerberg, I could go on and on, uh, colluded to bring down Donald Trump and elect Joe Biden. I have a feeling that she and Donald Trump would be a pretty big, uh, a very big ticket. It would be like the bleep you ticket. Seriously, a new party. Here is Kerry Lake last night on Newsmax. Thank you very much. Talking to Seb Gorka and Jen Pellegrino. Mama bears recognize when their kids are being bullied. They know what bullying is. And it's been a nonstop bullying of President Trump. And the only crime he committed was beating Hillary Clinton and humiliating Hillary Clinton. And honestly, if that's a crime, then Bill Clinton should be locked up because he's oh, humiliated yeah. her more than anybody yeah, else. Yeah. We want President Trump. We Cigars. want him in the White House. We want him leading this country and getting us back on strong footing on a world stage. Here's uh, oh, Bill Barr, by the way. Last, last uh, soundbite uh, with regard to this uh, topic today. Uh, and the real danger of this thing over the long term 
isn't so much narrowed to Trump. It's that now we have thousands of DAs around the country. Now that the Rubicon has been crossed, yeah, uh, any one of them can sort of find federal candidates or, or someone in, or federal office holders and so forth can find some state law they want to pursue the person on and get themselves into the national. There you go. Now we have a battle plan and we have a target. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. So I guess the uh, the bad news uh, is that Chicago doubled down on stupid. And they've elected a teachers' union-supported uh, candidate. The teachers' unions and the uh, Department of Education in Illinois have destroyed the schools, destroyed the lives of children. But they got a lot of money, you see, and they only give money to Democrats. And Democrats can literally, like, uh, push children off bridges into water if they can't swim if they get the money, right? That's just the way it is. So there's that. Good news is, though. I know, talking about this uh, Milwaukee Supreme Court, or that, not the, I should say, uh, 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 Wisconsin Supreme Court now is going to be uh, left of center because they elected a leftist to that. Well, here's the problem. A conservative was won in Wisconsin's 8th Senate District, securing GOP impeachment power. Well, there you go. Well, that kind of sucks to be you. While conservatives took a beating in the Wisconsin Supreme Court race Tuesday, Republicans scraped by to claim a key win in a special election in Milwaukee suburbs. A victory there gives the GOP a two-thirds majority in the state Senate and with it the power to impeach state officials. That includes the governor. Thank you very much. And I might also add uh, the new Supreme Court justice might want to kind of, I don't know, you might want to just look at the, the past of that person. or I don't know, you've got a name. Now all you need to do is find a crime, right? Isn't that what Alvin Bragg would say? No, we don't play that game, but uh, this is pretty big. This is not a, uh, in any way, shape, or form a victory for Democrats across the board because a moron was elected in Chicago by stupid Democrats, and uh, stupid Democrats and the teachers' union got a Supreme Court justice elected in Milwaukee. Uh, the Senate still has veto power to impeach people. So there's that. That's good news. Oh, oh, this is interesting. You've been watching The View lately? Of course you haven't, because it's a terrible show. Uh, but, you know, occasionally you'll hear me talk about it, because I like to make fun of the people on The View, because they're so stupid. Okay, they're not stupid. They're just ignorant. But anyway, <laughs> The View has added coasters under its mugs. Do you know why? Because the uh, mugs, the, the table that they have the, uh, in front of them there, when you move your coffee mug, it makes a, it makes a fart sound. So when you move your mug, it's like, here's my, you know, Diamond Mountain Dew, put it down. There you go. Oh, my God. What the heck? I just was moving. Oh, boy, man. I, I just, it's not me. It's just me putting down the mug there. So they're, uh, they're replacing the glass. No, they're not. They are actually just getting new uh, coasters because uh, Whoopi is being uh, tired of being blamed for flatulence. And I'm, I, I wish that I were joking, but it's true. There were some sounds happening, and it was mugs scraping across the table. Everybody thought it was gas, and so they, <laughs> they've given the, they've given uh, the view hosts uh, coasters for their beverages. Uh, let's go to uh, let me see who do we got? Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today, bro? Hi, Rob. Can I throw out three things in rapid fire about oh, President sure. Trump to you oh, and sure. get your reaction? You bet. You bet. Okay, first thing, Rasmussen polled today, uh, April 5th, 2023. President Donald Trump has a commanding lead over Joe Biden, 47% to 40%. Second thing, 
Uh, I voted for President Trump in 2016 and 2020, but I love him a trillion times more today because of the greatness that he yeah. ran our country uh, in four years compared yeah. to Biden's destruction. Sure. And the third thing is we're going on a cruise uh, in September, and uh, I've asked for uh, the book Letters to Trump so I could read that on, on the cruise uh, as a birthday gift. Okay, well, uh, you, you go ahead and enjoy that and uh, play some shuffleboard while you're on the cruise. Really don't know how to say about that, but but I'll also tell you that the Rasmussen poll you were talking about this morning gave Trump a 10-point bump since the announcement of the indictment. So he's gone up in uh, in popularity 10 points. He's raised $10 million and uh, gotten 16,000 new uh, campaign volunteers since the indictment. So as far as the indictment is concerned, there's not another court uh, appearance until December. Fourth, that'll give uh, the the Republicans uh, ideal opportunity to focus on, uh, and the media. You know, I guess they'll try to go with the next case out of Georgia. That's what they'll try to do. They'll try to make it into something really big. Um, but uh, but what we can do is focus on. Uh, going after uh, Democrats, uh, continued support of Jim Comey, uh, 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 James Comey, going after uh, the Bidens for their bank deals, and uh, and then also the defunding of a lot of these agencies come September by Republicans. So there's a lot of things to be very positive about as they will begin to pivot to another court case in Georgia. But Mike, uh, great great thoughts, my friend. Which which thank cruise line are you that. going on, by the way? Are you, which one? Where are you going? Where are you going to? I think we're going to uh, well, Royal Caribbean, uh, to Puerto Rico, and some other places. All right, Caribbean. my friend. Thanks for the call. You know what? I could cruise so cheaply right now because I don't drink. Because that's really what you spend your money on. <laughs> you know, the booze and the food uh, on those uh, on those uh, cruises. It's kind of funny. Um, uh, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do one more. I want a couple of sound bites I want to play here. And then we're going to dive into this uh, uh, brilliant, brilliant uh, speech by Matt Walsh. He was speaking with uh, Young America Foundation, and uh, they were talking about the transgendered nonsense that's going on in the country and uh, and the rise of this um, mania surrounding transgenderism that has occurred in this country. And, and the reason why I would bring it up is because uh, right now the forces that have lined up against us are morally and intellectually bankrupt. They are. Uh, they can't win arguments with logic and reason, common sense, uh, etc. They've got to shout down. They've got to corrupt elections. They've got to show up and start fights and all of that stuff. But Matt Walsh will show you uh, the the very very thin moral and intellectual. Uh, foundation that leftist arguments have and and I want you to pay attention because you can bring this to bear on people who throw absurdities at you including things like Trump should be in jail or my four-year-old can be the opposite sex so uh, this is good this is all these these things that we're suffering through ultimately we can learn from them so we can design a plan to defeat it Okay, but I, I want to share um, one of my favorite people is uh, um, Victor Davis Hanson. And last night he spoke and gave a uh, fairly pessimistic, I guess, uh, analysis of what's happening in the country, what's going to happen in the country. And uh, I, I'm not down. I'm I'm down with optimism for the future of the country, and uh, I'm I'm ready for the fight. 
but I do think his words, whenever he opens his mouth, this guy, you could ask him, like, so, uh, tell me about meatloaf. And, and Victor Davis Hanson could tell you about meatloaf, and you'd go, okay, then I'm going to eat meatloaf the rest of my life. Every freaking, every day, I'm going to eat it at breakfast, I'm going to lunch, and then dinner, because what he has said has made meatloaf the greatest thing in the history of mankind. That's Victor Davis Hanson. He's just ridiculously awesome. Uh, but here he is uh, talking about uh, the next year and a half with regard to Donald Trump and these nonsense persecutions. We're seeing war clouds gather abroad, and I think the United States economy, politically, foreign policy is at an adhere, and we've lost now all credibility that we've stored up over 233. We have no more moral credibility to lecture people about the democratic process. And they have an agenda, the left, that does not appeal to 51% of the people, so they attack the process and they attack the candidate. And what yes. we're seeing is not yes. the end of it. This Tonight was the very beginning. This oh, yeah. is going to go on through three prosecutors for a year and a half with the intent of getting just enough empathy for Donald Trump that he would be nominated and then seeing him gag ordered, hemorrhage, and maybe even incarcerated that. to nullify his viability in the general election. So it, it's the worst example of third world election tampering. Okay, so now we know. Now we can design a battle plan. Now we can marshal troops. Now we can raise money. Now we can take the gloves off. Here's more from Victor Davis Hanson. And uh, they don't have a message, and so whether it's symbolically tearing up the State of the Union or denying yeah. the Speaker, uh, the Minority Leader in the House appointments Listen. or trying to uh, threaten the filibuster to be ended or the Electoral College or pack the court, uh, it's all processed because they don't have a message and they're desperate. They're revolutionaries. We're in the middle of oh, a yes. revolution that we don't even know that we're in. Mm -hmm. I think Donald Trump said as much as he could, but I imagine that in the next week we'll see a gag order leveled against him and then the other prosecutors will be encouraged. And this is going to go on. This psychodrama is going to go on for a, a year and a half. Yeah, these are trials and tribulations. These are things you have to endure uh, for enlightenment. There you go. And uh, finally, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, Alan Dershowitz was on last night talking on Newsmax, and he has a, a new book that literally details the four cases right now that are pending against Donald Trump that are politically motivated. Here's what he had to say about this indictment. Bragg's theory, broken down, is this. When Donald Trump paid $130,000 to make sure that Stormy Daniels didn't embarrass him in front of his wife, his children, his business associates, when he paid the $130,000, he knew he had to immediately list the $130,000 and describe the reason he paid it as hush money to a former porn star in order to stop her from testifying about his adulterous affair. Would anybody in the history of the world ever pay no. hush money if they knew they had to honestly disclose it? I no. mean, hush money goes back to Alexander Hamilton. It's one yeah. of the oldest phenomenon in American hush history. Money. I challenge Bragg. He said, <laughs> he looked the American public in the eye, and he said, I have prosecuted cases like this. It's our bread and butter, no, including sexual cases. D.A. Bragg named one case where anybody has ever prosecuted somebody for not honestly disclosing the fact that he paid hush money to cover up a sexual matter. It's never happened. It would never have happened if this was not Donald Trump. This is part of get Trump. And this comes from a liberal Democrat who maintains his right as a constitutional manner to vote against Donald Trump for the third time.
Okay, there you go. Now, coming up, I, I do want to share this Matt Walsh audio. And then I want to share uh, a personal note from someone who is adopted about uh, a, new, um, a new obstruction to Christians who want to adopt children. Uh, and we'll get to all of that coming up. The number here is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. What you do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's The Rob Carson Show. By the way, Newsmax is doing a uh, pretty cool poll. If you'd like to support Trump, you can just text the word event, E-V-E-N-T, to 39747. That's event 39747. Takes a minute. Uh, we're just taking a poll to see if uh, Trump's indictment is for real crime or just politics. So, again, just uh, text the word event to 39747. I did that. Uh, let's look at my Twitter feed last night. I was watching Newsmax, watching Eric Bowling and... Or not, not Eric Bowling. I did watch Eric Bowling after the primary coverage with Jen Pellegrino and Seb Gorka. It was pretty cool, and you know, so that was uh, pretty pretty cool. E- uh, event three nine seven four seven, and then of course tune in to great hosts like Rob Schmidt, Greta von Susteren, uh, Eric Bowling, and more uh, on all major cable systems, streaming TVs, uh, Hulu. I mean, you can go on and on in the back, of course, on uh, on uh, Directv at channel three forty nine. I live in Kansas, uh, by accident, not by design. Uh, Kansas passed a bill forcing residents to use a bathroom. Forcing them. to I usually don't have to get forced to go to the bathroom. I just need to find one. Kansas uh, passes a bill forcing residents to use the bathroom of the sex they were born with. Also bans transgender people from changing their name or gender on driver's licenses. I mean, whatever, anyway. Kansas bill has been passed that ruled people must use the bathroom corresponding with their sex, either male or female, uh, that what they were born with. This is pretty remarkable because, you know, I live in Kansas. They got a rhino governor. Um, Kansas Senate voted uh, 28 to 12 with one vo- vote more than two-thirds majority needed to override a veto by Governor Laura Kelly, who is the aforementioned rhino. Uh, the measure deals with backroom, bathrooms, locker rooms, other facilities, defines sex as either male or female at birth. I know, I know, what homophobes, or actually they just, that's science. Uh, anyway, a move that LGBTQIATU plus uh, advocates said would legally erase transgender people and deny recognition to non-binary, gender fluid, and gender non-conforming people. No, no, not not uh, not really, not really. Uh, it covers uh, prisons, jails, rape crisis centers where men can't go. You know, domestic violence shelters, other spaces where biology, safety, or privacy prompt separate facilities for men and women. That's the reason why you say. But uh, Matt Walsh has become uh, maybe this is what he was born to do because uh, Matt Walsh is a powerful man, but his speaking on this mania surrounding transgenderism and the madness associated with it has been very powerful and uh, there is a movement afoot with young people who have been permanently damaged by over medication uh, for a variety of uh, ills they may or may not have uh, the covid lockdowns the insane covid protocols the for, for young men being told that uh, that they are uh, uh, toxic their masculinity uh, and young women who say you should uh, go into the shower with a man if he says he's a woman so all of that nonsense coming up and then Matt Walsh was uh, was doing a speech with the young America Foundation and a bunch of libs uh, showed up transgendered people and I, I don't care if you're trans 
transgender. Honestly, there, I've got so much going on in my life uh, that it, your sexuality is so unimportant to me. I, I don't even care. It just I, I don't even care. But when you say that 14-year-olds should be counseled to be the other gender, put on puberty blockers and undergo surgery that effectively makes them lifelong eunuchs, then I say, uh, not on my watch. That ends. If that makes me a transphobe, then call me a transphobe. I don't even care. Here is uh, Matt Walsh talking about the mania associated with the last, literally the last two years and this massive push for transgenderism and non-binary identification. And I'll explain why the burden of proof is on you. Because as I went over in the talk, um, for thousands of years, human beings existed, and there was no such thing as trying to medically transition people into another gender. And if you don't believe me, uh, I want you to go to the Humane Society. If you are looking for a female dog exclusively, just realize that if you believe this nonsense, that you can get a female dog and you can uh, identify that dog as a male dog or vice versa, right? As far as we know, there was no suicide epidemic because of it. No. And then in the last few years, people like yourself have come along and said, we desperately need to do this or people will be in despair and they might kill themselves. So you are making a claim that contradicts common sense, science, biology, also the entire experience of the whole history of the human race. And so what that yeah. means is that the burden of proof is on you yeah. to support it. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask you, you said that people need this stuff so they can live happier lives and potentially to, it'd be life-saving, you said even. Aside from your anecdotes of your friends who told you so, how do you know that? Here is the response from said transgendered student. Thinking back to when I was 16 in an anatomy class, when I learned that um, transgender people tend to have... Actually, this is not a transgendered person. This is actually a cisgendered female, whatever the hell that means. Brain structure that confirms their identity that they identify with. And you can look that up. That's, that's I, I will look, look it up. up. Yeah, it's fact. I will it's look fact. it up. I will find it. Yeah, it's fact. Yeah. It's not a fact. Google it. Oh. Yeah. It's not a fact. Should we all pull out Google really quick and look? Um, yeah, Google. So you're yeah. saying a trans man has the brain of a woman? No. What? I'm saying that a trans man who identifies as a man will tend to have similar brain structure that a cis man would. And where did you get that from? Look it up. Google. I, it's literally, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I learned it from my anatomy class. When I was 16. Well, you must have had a really super-duper messed-up anatomy class. I've got some, uh, some more on the other side of this that I will, uh, that I will share of, uh, of Matt Walsh. Uh, this whole, uh, my kid will commit suicide unless we, we give this child the ability to change their gender prepubescently, is the same argument that uh, uh, my brother used to use when he was a kid. If he didn't get his way, he'd hold his breath until he passed out and uh, you know he thought that mom seeing him uh be rendered so, uh, 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 unconscious would uh, make her capitulate to his demands uh it never worked he would just wake up and she'd go well you're an idiot for holding your breath until you passed out so there's a little of that going on uh and i'm serious uh by the way i'm very serious how dare you threaten parents you better let your kid become the opposite gender, become a walking unit who has no ability to experience orgasm or uh, procreate. You better do that or they'll kill themselves. Really? 
It's not happening. It's a lie. It's nonsense. Uh, more from Matt Walsh on the other side of this break. And uh, three Democrats in the Tennessee State Capitol in the legislature are going to be booted for an insurrection. For real. Stick around. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the uh, city of Chicago has a new leftist mayor. Uh, there's already hints that police officers are going to uh, resign in mass and, and move out. Uh, this uh, person who won the mayoral uh, race is a radical leftist uh, defund the policer who is uh, propped up and elected with Democrat uh, teacher union money. So good luck with that, Chicago. Then we find out that the, uh, the uh, Supreme Court in Wisconsin is now uh, left-leaning with the election of a new uh, leftist onto the Supreme Court. Problem is that uh, uh, a conservative won in Wisconsin's 8th Senate District securing GOP impeachment power for government officials. So there you go. So uh, the GOP, if they decided to, I don't know, look at her past like they've done with Donald Trump and maybe create some sort of charge, or there might be something legitimate, uh, might get her just impeached right at the, the very beginning of her tenure. I'm just saying, if you really want to play that game, we can play that game. Let's go to a John in Sykesville, Maryland. Hello there, John. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Um, Carrie Lake, you know, uh, yeah. her heading to Iowa. Hmm. What do you think about <laughs> uh, for every day that they drag the president into a New York courtroom or a Georgia courtroom that we happen to have a scheduled Trump rally and Carrie Lake is the MC? Yeah. Well, uh, trust me. You know, and, that, and then she can say, "Oh, yeah, they got the communists are busy interfering with with the presidential election." Yeah. And Carrie Lake and Donald Trump. Here's one thing they have in common: they take all these small donations, and they have the Republican Party fight them for for their elections, and they both won their elections. You don't see Ron DeSantis ever talk about MAGA. I think mm-hmm. Carrie Lake would be excellent. Now they're going to beat her up on foreign policy. But let me just tell you my life experience. For 50 years, I've been watching this, and I'm saying, well, why don't they do this with Iran? Why don't they do that with Iraq? You don't understand foreign policy. It's geopolitical. You don't understand. Then you see Donald Trump get elected, and everything I wanted to do, he did, and it all worked. So I don't want to hear their BS. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, John, I would venture to say that Donald Trump's executive experience and life experience were far more valuable than uh, Joe Biden's 50 years oh, yeah. in government. Uh, it very clearly. And, he, and that's, he's been on the other side of the fence of unfair po- politics in New York trying to get these buildings built. Yeah, I think, and that's one of the reasons why he was the most effective president in uh, my lifetime, other than Ronald Reagan. And I would, yeah, and he his head ones were much stronger while he was in office. He was impeached twice, once after he left office, and and all the other uh, sundry BS uh, uh, allegations, and ninety eight percent of media coverage uh, negative. So I think uh, Carrie Lake could be uh, the ideal choice for a couple of reasons: a, she's a political outsider; b, she's an incredible communicator and someone who has a great deal of. Common sense and see it'll cause leftist heads to explode in mass. Yeah, and, and Donald Trump, you know, he doesn't need that uh, that dead weight with Pence. In the first election, he was trying to pick up the evangelicals, and 
he is the party, and and Carrie Lake is uh, is going to be the party. Well, John, um, I'm I'm not sure exactly how important Arizona is to the mix. It certainly is, but certainly with Carrie Lake as the VP, uh, he will own. Um, it, it will be an uncheatable don't, uh, don't, victory don't get me for started. him. My brother lives in Arizona, and the shenanigans. Oh my goodness. It's a joke. It's a joke. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you. Hey, uh, you're doing a great job. And listen, I know you had a survey last week, and I just want to tell you, in the, you know, I told you before, I want my politicians brave and my, my uh, talk show host braver, and you get an A++++. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. All right, let's get back to Matt Wall, shall we? Gender confusion. What is my gender today? And again, uh, you know, we we uh, were so concerned with offending people at the beginning of this transgender movement, and we were so bullied by it. I've got a friend who literally left broadcasting because she made the mistake of saying that if you suddenly decide that the cure to your ills is to undergo radical transgender surgery, hormone uh, replacement, or uh, puberty blockers in children, and ultimately end up as a walking eunuch for your life. I mean, literally, I, I posted on, on, uh, on Twitter pictures. What they do is they, they skin your arm. So you literally take all the skin off of your arm from elbow to wrist, and they fashion a uh, non-working phallus to the female anatomy. For the male anatomy, I'm not even going to go there. You just you don't even want to know how they make that into that. You know, but but basically, you know, you will be if you decide to be a transgender woman, you're a man. You'll be the you know one of the few women who have to get a prostate exam when you're sixty something. You know, whatever. So uh, Matt Walsh was uh, talking to these uh, Young American Foundation. There are some transgendered individuals. And again, I don't have anything against transgendered individuals. They don't try to make your position on this anything um, uh, intellectually. Uh, don't try to uh, claim some sort of intellectual superiority on, a, on an argument you're going to lose. It's, it's false. So you, believing that you can change your gender is, is false. You can live as a woman if you want to, fine, and, and I won't. Saying the name, aren't you a dude? No, I'll just say to Rachel Levine, I'll say, uh, "Nice to meet you, Rachel Levine." And I, I won't say, "Oh, you, you got a penis." I would, I don't care. No, 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 you just do what you want to do. But don't be saying that young kids should go through puberty blockers and all that nonsense because that makes you a monster. Here is uh, Matt Walsh. He was talking to a transgendered individual from uh, male to female, who also is an EMT meaning somebody who drives an ambulance and shows up on the scene of car accidents and whatnot and is uh, charged with saving lives and getting people to the hospital. You said that you are a biological male, correct? I said I'm transgender. Um, I might be intersex for all we know. About uh, almost as many people in the world are transgender as intersex, and well, a lot of people don't know. Well, but that's a different conversation. Intersex, that's a genetic anomaly, that's a medical condition. So let, that's it's like being a hermaphrodite. Completely different conversation. That's also not a. That's not a third gender. That's just a. That's a genetic anomaly that occurs within the sex binary yeah. of male and female. Yeah. You said you're an EMT. You're responding to a, a health emergency. Mm -hmm. Biological male, somebody with a penis, and they say to you, 
um, I think I'm having a miscarriage. Would you, would you check them to see if they're having a miscarriage? Would you consider that a possibility for listen, them? Listen. Look. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I just did there? You see, well, he just did it, but, but this is what you do. The, the, you know, when, when the other side of an argument is morally and intellectually bankrupt, they should be easy fodder. You don't even need to raise your voice. You don't even need to, you know, your heart rate doesn't even need to go up. Mine is uh, between 58 and 60 beats per minute. Not too bad. Not too bad, actually. Uh, here is uh, Matt Walsh continuing this conversation with the EMT, who claims to be a, uh, a, a female, even though he was born a male, about uh, the idea of pregnancy. No, but that's because some people don't have body parts. Doesn't mean they're not a woman. Okay. No, no, it does Sounds like we've established there are some people who, in principle, can get pregnant, mm -hmm. and there are some people who can't. Yeah. So there's two categories. Now listen to what this kid tries to do to Matt Walsh and does a face plant. Otherwise known as binary. Lots of women can't get pregnant either. Yeah, but they're still of the nature. That's called sterility. Or, uh, or you know, complications. Uh, we, we, I'm quite familiar with it. We overcame. To get pregnant. The only but reason they can't get pregnant. Yes, but truth they... matters, right? It it does. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. <laughs> Listen to this. Truth matters, and uh, they can't okay. get pregnant. I... That's the truth. So how are they still women? Because they are for for this for the same reason for the for the same reason that I that I can rightly say that human beings have two legs, and if a person is born with only one leg. That doesn't call into question the statement that <laughs> human beings have two legs. Okay? Yeah, yeah. A person being born with one leg doesn't mean that now legs are on a spectrum. No. And we can't, say, <laughs> we can't say anything at all about how many legs a person has. Who knows? They could, have, they could be a centipede. You know, they could have, they could have 100 legs. Yes, yes. yes. One more uh, soundbite from uh, Matt Walsh. This is just wonderful. If you, if, you, if you meet a person on the street who only has one leg, Maybe, maybe they had an accident. Maybe they were yeah. in war. Maybe, maybe, yes. some, you know, maybe they were in a car accident. Maybe they had cancer. A leg was cut off. But you know that something went wrong because of the, by their nature, they're supposed to have two legs. Well, you're an amputee. No, I'm not. Same thing for a woman. A woman by her nature can get pregnant. A man by his nature never can. No. So if you meet a woman of childbearing age, say she's 28 years old, and she can't get pregnant, you know automatically that something has gone wrong. And she can go to the doctor and find out what that thing is, even if they yep. can't fix it. Yep. So that proves that women by their nature can get pregnant. Because yep. the simple fact that she can't shows you that there is something Wrong. This is what is known as the exception that proves the rule. Whereas if a male with a penis can't get pregnant, no doctor on earth is going to run tests to see what's wrong with it. <laughs> because they already know it's that he's a male. And there's yeah. only male and female, those who can get pregnant and those who can't. And you, just shame on you for even having to explain this stupidity. At this point, I mean, honestly, that we have to have this argument because some people are so strident in their belief in nonsense that you have to defend yourself intellectually is just honestly laughable. One other thing, Duke University um, had a, uh, a Zoom call about uh, transgenderism, and it was uh, headed up by uh, Marcy Bowers, the president of the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. And uh, she admitted that uh, boys who were started on puberty blockers have no ability to... Uh, be, have an orgasm as an adult and so ultimately become a eunuch. And, uh, and then we're going to get to a phone call coming up from Eileen, uh, a listener who has a niece who wants to transition from female. But first, let's hear from this. The second is 
um, was an observation that I had that every single child who was, or adolescent, who was truly blocked at Tanner stage two is, has never experienced orgasm. I mean, it's, it's really about zero. These are the, of course, these are just assigned male at birth, so trans, feminine, and it's because they never in their lives are exposed to testosterone. Do you want to do that to your kid? Do you want to do that to your kid? If you do, uh, your kid would be better off in another home. Uh, that doesn't change. That doesn't change. So blockers prevent the rise of testosterone, and they don't really go on testosterone at or around surgery or into adulthood. And so we don't know. They're going to have this sensation. There's no question about that. Um, but are they going to be able to res- achieve sexual satisfaction? There you go. There's your entire life. Spent it's as important a, in relation. As a unit, as an asexual eunuch. You may think, because you're wearing the clothes of the sex you want to be, that you are that. But you're not. And I'm only saying this out of love for kids. I'm only saying this out of stopping this mania. It's already stopping in places like uh, Denmark and other European countries. It's already stopping. They realize the horror of it. But we have insane people doubling down on this in states like California and states like Minnesota. And someday, God willing, we're going to wake up from this. And I don't think you want to be on the wrong side of history with regard to this insanity. You need to stop. You need to think about it. You need to use reason and not emotion, irrational emotion, okay? This has never existed before. It is not organic. It is part of a plan, all right? And anybody who is a counselor, anybody who is a, a teacher, anybody who is a anesthetician, anyone who is a uh, anyone who is a surgeon, uh, anyone who is an endocrinologist who are down with this, eventually you are going to have to be held uh, responsible for what you've done. And I believe you'll look back on this and go, what the hell was I thinking? We're going to get to our phone call coming up. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's The Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. So, state of Wisconsin, they now have a veto-proof majority. The Republicans have a veto-proof majority in their Senate, meaning they can impeach the governor. Okay, they can impeach state officials. Kaboom! Same thing just happened in North Carolina, by the way. Uh, North Carolina lawmaker has signaled a party switch with big impact. Uh, speculation is rising. North Carolina legislator Democrat is going to switch parties. She just did, by the way. Tritha, Trisha Kotham, uh, and they, the Republicans, will have a veto proof majority in the General Assembly in North Carolina. So you can do your victory dance on Chicago, the ashes of Chicago, and the Supreme Court in Wisconsin, but we just picked up two veto-proof majorities in two big states. Ka-boom. Let's go to Eileen in Santa Cruz. She is the uh, person I mentioned uh, has a granddaughter, actually, who wants to transition. Eileen, tell me real quick about uh, your granddaughter and what you're going through. Yeah, it's it's so heartbreaking. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it, and I loved Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman? That's yeah. just very well done. And 
uh, uh, one of the women that was featured in that uh, documentary, her name is Sarah Stockton, and yeah. she was a former transgender specialist, uh, a PhD therapist, um, who started working with adults that wanted to transition, and then it, it uh, became uh, where she was working with younger and younger children, and uh, she had a. I watched an interview with her and uh, Jordan Peterson this morning. Yeah. That was just very well done. That I sent to my granddaughter and Eileen. Uh, Eileen, what so, are your what? Are, what are her parents saying? Okay, well, her parents are divorcing. So this is uh, her. Her she's been raised in a very liberal home. Uh, the the father is. Um, yeah, he's a def, definitely a loony lefty, and uh, my my daughter is um, was very influenced by that for many years. But um, she's now just remarried to a man who is um, you know has a lot of sense and is not going for any of this uh, business. But but my granddaughter, who's seventeen, has cut off communication now with her mother, my daughter, because because of this because you know they're not in full support of her wanting to have a, a you know hormone blockers being uh, having a double mastectomy oh, geez. Um, so uh, so what a couple of solutions um uh, first of all we we talked about Voltaire's quote before about you know if you can convince if I can convince you of an absurdity I can uh, have you commit an atrocity yes and uh, so you, we had discussed that once before, and you said that you you had a show where you discussed that, and I tried to find that show. You said it was very uh, a uh, lot go, of response. Yeah, go to my rumble, go to my rumble channel, rumble channel, rumble, okay, uh, and uh, and look it up there. I will post it on my social media. Uh, okay. I, I, but I, but I do believe that you would uh, appreciate that. Um, that monologue and and if you hold on uh and give brian your email address my producer i'll email it to you okay great. but i and do also it, it uh rob you know what we need to do one of the things we need to do is start having a millstone award because in the bible it talks about people who abuse children yeah that it would be better if a millstone was tied around their neck and that they were drowned <laughs> that, then it's going to be for them. Yeah. These people are satanic, uh, just evil, evil people who are perpetrating so much damage on these children. It's yeah. it's just, and it well, needs to be here, here's, called out. Uh, you know, all you, you know. If she's doing this, then you know she will do whatever she's going to do. You can do your level best to fight the fight. Uh, when she's eighteen, if she wants to do it, perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. uh, it's her. It's her decision. I think it's sad and tragic, and ultimately she'll yeah. wake up from this. And the yeah. sob that is her father, that sob, uh, he can yeah. go live in a in a trailer down by the river for the rest of his stinking life, uh, yeah. because he will. Uh, it, this will be the millstone around his neck for his life. Yeah. It won't drown him, but. It'll be with him. Yes. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I didn't get a chance to get to Jessica Bates, a mother of five who adopted, uh, who wants to adopt another kid from, uh, uh, from, uh, from, uh, foster care she's being turned down because she disagrees with this uh gender identity nonsense uh in in the week of easter this is a big deal i'll have it tomorrow let's come back and wrap up the show this is the rob carson show 
All right, guys, have a glorious day. Uh, check out the podcast at Newsmax.com slash podcast and my Rumble channel for my monologue.